are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night war, war Room, room. With, your host, with your host, C. Doe. It's your boy C. The Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! Let's go ahead and get into it. Some big news yesterday. College football playoff rankings were Mm. released. And Auburn cracked the top 15, coming in at 13, just one spot ahead of the opponent. We're going to be previewing Texas A&M. Great place for Auburn to be in year one of the Harson era. We talked about it. Mike G and I talked about it on uh, Blacker B's Locked on Auburn podcast for War Report Wednesdays. Mm. Be sure to check that out. Shout out to Zach Blackerby, good friend of the show. Be well. How are you feeling about where Auburn currently stands in the inaugural release of the college football playoff? I am of the mindset that it is useless to get worked up about anything until all the games are played. We are going to play. We have the toughest schedule remaining, according to Pro Football Focus. We play uh, at least two teams that are very well favored, A&M because they beat Bama, and Bama because everybody loves Bama. So there's nothing to worry about. If we beat them, we would get a chance to face Georgia. You're telling me we're going to beat the unbeatable team, as it stands right now, that beat us, which kind of sort of would negate the loss to us because we would go from losing at home to winning on a neutral field, which is the most fair circumstances that could exist. If that's what we do, some people seem to think we would be left out as a two-loss team if we were to run the table. That is absurd. You can't love those teams and then keep us out. They, they would have put us in in 2017 if we were able to complete the deal, and they will put us in this year. So our standing is completely irrelevant because we have at Mississippi State's not even bad. I think they would probably strengthen us still. We've, we've got too many good teams on the schedule. I'm not worried. I'm a little pissed for Cincinnati. We've talked about this, how I feel about Cincinnati versus anybody else, or Wake for that matter. But that's the system we're in, I understand it. But as far as us... I don't care. Who cares? It doesn't matter yet. Mike G, you've been talking about Cincinnati and how you felt like they were going to be kind of screwed. As a fact, that was a what did you see? You actually said that recently, this past Mm -hmm. Sunday. So now that the rankings are released, how you feel? They're screwed. There's zero way they're getting (laughs) in this playoffs. There's no way they're getting in. They brought them in at six. And when you look at who's ranked ahead of them, the winner of the Big Ten is either going to be Mich- Michigan State or Ohio State. Michigan so, can still get in. They, it's still possible for Michigan to win. Uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, that's the least likely of the, of the circumstances at this point. But, like, yeah. Michigan State, Ohio State wins. The only way the Big Ten doesn't get their champion in is if they blow it in the Big Ten championship game against what is a pathetic other division right now. So right. I'm counting on the Big Ten champ getting in. The SEC champion gets in. If it's Georgia, then the SEC probably has one team in. If it's anybody but Georgia, two teams get in. 
Because Georgia, I, I don't, I can't, I'm short of losing a regular season game and losing in the SEC championship game, I don't see a scenario where they get left out if they get beat by a one-loss Bama or two-loss Auburn. They're still in. Yeah. Now at least two spots left. You, tell me who Cincinnati's going to get in over in this scenario. They already got Oregon at four if they, if they win out. Who's, who's left? They're, they're telling you right now what they think about that win over Notre Dame versus what everybody else has done so far. Yeah. And everybody else has more juice left on their schedule than Cincinnati. So it would have to be utter and complete chaos for Cincinnati to get in. The Big Ten would have to miss it somehow. Oklahoma, who likely will win out, is more likely to jump Cincinnati with their remaining schedule than Cincinnati is to do anything to prove to this committee that they belong higher than six. So they're not in control of their own destiny because they already played their toughest game and they they think that they're six. They need other people in front of them to really colossally fumble. Just melt down. Just yeah. Melt down. Right, yeah. I mean, this is why we need to expand the playoff. Now, I'm not saying that they're not deserving. I'm not making a judgment on whether they're deserving. I'm just saying I thought they were going to be screwed. Now, as far as Auburn is concerned, that we're right where we should be at 13. We're yeah. in the perfect position because there is no some people, uh, some of my, uh, my my cohorts on Twitter were a little insulted at the ranking. I was like, no, they jumped us over Texas A&M. Right. Texas A&M arguably has the more impressive win, although their losses are not as impressive. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Um, however, we can prove it. Like B said, Mississippi State, this committee ranked Mississippi State 17 in the initial rankings. So left on our schedule, we got number 14, Texas A&M, 17, Mississippi State, number two, Alabama, and potentially number one overall, Georgia, in the SEC championship game. If you win that, I mean, who's we, we'd have to close with four straight top 25 wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Of course we're going to go if we win. But that's cart before the horse at this point. We just need to handle business. And then after, if, I said after. I guess who I'm going to pick. <laughs> if we handle business, if we handle business this weekend, you do have to start talking about Auburn as a serious contender in the West. But what a storyline for Brian Harson in year one. I, I think it's amazing that it's November and we're sitting here talking and having this discussion. Yeah. This feels great. This is the hope that yeah. Alan Green paid $21 million for us to have. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Alan. Well, we appreciate it. He, he, he didn't pay it. He, he just rubbed the Nah, come on. But yeah, come on, man. Yeah, you know. He got things going. But no, we appreciate that. We definitely <laughs> he paid, appreciate He paid the ridicule. <laughs> That's he for did. sure. Indeed. Indeed, man. But we got lots to talk about because that matchup is on the way. Let's also start by just, you know, talking about this week ahead and these predictions. But before we get into that, let's take a look at where we stand so far through nine weeks. Mm. So I went three and one. My mm. G went three and one. B B didn't have a he he, he broke five hundred. Uh, I went three and one. I'm sixty three and fifteen on the year. Mike G is about to hit the twenty ball in the L column. Oh, Fifty nine and nineteen. I I should have I should have taken a chance on Florida. I knew I could have been four and zero. I just felt like that was their last chance to lose a game. Florida actually played them tough defensively through two quarters, and then just what a luxury it must be to have Georgia's defense, where you could just do anything offensively for half a game, yeah, and still be in control. Yeah. Like wow, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they were never in it though. Sixty-six and twelve. B. Ike is sixty-two and sixteen. I took a chance with Vandy. I took. We a didn't chance. get Ike's picks, did we? Did he get yeah, his picks? Yeah, he still got time. He still got. He time. still got time. Yeah, he we'll can give us his picks. Yeah, as long as we we'll, 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 you know, we'll definitely yeah. get his picks. But interesting to see how this is going to go uh, with our week ten predictions. Let's go ahead and talk about it and who we got coming up on this slate. Let's get into it. Florida goes on the road to South Carolina. You see the line there. They're not giving South Carolina much of a chance to win. No chance. Mike G, you already got that look. You already no, I, got that. You already I'm got watching that. I'll watch it B because B looks like he knows something that we don't know. Yeah, he don't know nothing. Florida. Is this line crazy? The line's crazy, but okay, so here's the thing, though. Okay. We were kind of impressed with South Carolina by how they competed early in the season. Mm -hmm. They had a couple injuries that completely derailed that, as evidenced by Vandy being able to really be up on them late. They had to come back and kick a field goal late to win that game against Vandy. Um, South Carolina isn't as well put together as they were four weeks ago, but we know Florida is not that good. I'm I'm thinking the spread, right? The spread is what I'm thinking about in my head. I'm like, I don't know okay. what would I do. Because Florida actually, Dan Mullen is getting just killed in the media right now. They're asking him about recruiting, and he's like, oh, we don't talk about recruiting during the season. Like, no, you always need to be talking, thinking, breathing, recruiting, dude, because it's the SEC, and what are you Didn't they remove about? him from the rest of media this yeah, week take no because of this? <laughs> Oh man, so um I don't so here here's really the question I have. And it's kind of not about the pick, but it is too. What does the team think about Dan Mullen? I've seen teams quit on coaches maybe four times in the last 10 years or so. Once was definitely in 2012. Oh, for sure. That happened. Um, I don't mean they went out there and mailed it in. I mean, they weren't playing for that coach anymore. That coach didn't do anything to bring that team together, to motivate that team. And the results on the field showed it. And as evidenced by the turnaround the next year, there was talent there that was there in 2012 that just had a reason to play all of a sudden. And um, I've seen that. Uh, we're kind of seeing it this year with LSU. People have just said, nah, I'm, I'm not going to come back. Yeah, I'm hurt. I'm transfer. So what exactly does that team feel about Dan Mullen? That's what I want to know. If they have mailed it in, if they have quit on Dan Mullen, at least for the year, the South Carolina could definitely cover easily. And they could also stink this. And that would be the, the bottom falling out for Dan Mullen in, at Florida. But if it's just been a rough stretch because they don't have the guy at quarterback, like if Dan Mullen says, I'm going to shake it up, no more Emory Jones, forget Emory Jones. Richardson, you're out there. You're my guy. If he makes that switch, quits playing roulette, and makes a decisive decision about what he's going to do at that position, let that energize the rest of the team, then not only does Florida win, but they, they could actually cover because South Carolina's got a lot of problems right now. Mm. So I'm, I'm back and forth on where I want to go with it. But I'm going to pick... Mm, it's really hard to pick Florida after how they've been looking, man. I don't listen defensively. They, they looked really good against Georgia defensively for a whole two quarters. They, they, did. they did. They did. Yeah. That, so, but the prop, but really, the problem for Florida this year has not be 
surprisingly, has not been defense. No. Been that offense of theirs. Well, LSU did run on them kind of embarrassingly, but mm. outside yeah, but, of that game, they've been solid on defense. Yeah. Yeah. The they they have been just terrible. Like they've had moments where they just they just was a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. That that that's just their issues on the offensive side of the ball. And Mullen is an offensive guy, so that's that's right. highly problematic for him. Hey, he needs a quarterback. No, uh, Richardson just is not super great. Neither one of them is great. Neither Richardson's a little more... He's got a little more juice than Emory Jones, but Emory Jones' limitations throwing downfield are so obvious and, he got and hurt. so direct. I think he, he got, got hurt. hurt. He got hurt at the I end thought of he that just game. pulled him. They put, oh, was it just a pull? I thought he got hurt I don't know. and they put in Jones, I yeah. I turned it off. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> I ain't watch that whole game. All right. So so so, we got so, what, so what's it going to be? I got Florida. I, I don't I don't know about the spread though. I don't I don't I don't know if Florida covers. They may yeah. cover. I mean, South Carolina's not good. Dude. I wouldn't. And I know Florida isn't either. I wouldn't yeah. pick them to. Co- I don't think I picked them to cover. But I am going to pick Florida to win only because. So here's something I do. I play out. If this happened, how bad would this be for everybody involved? And I think mm. about Dan Mulling losing to South Carolina. Yeah. After the way his season has gone thus far, and then I mm-hmm. think all that noise becomes unbearable. Mm-hmm. You know how Gus was good for winning that one game that, that kind of quieted it down a little bit? Yeah. The worst game to lose, he wouldn't lose that when he when a game we had no business. He'd lose the game we had no business losing, but it was in the midst of a win or two that was okay. Like, we beat Texas A&M in 2018, but we lost to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think Mullen wins this. I'm going to pick Florida. He wins it because he's not ready to give up those checks yet. Yeah. He's got something to prove, and I think he sticks around through this game to prove it. So I'm, I'm taking Florida. Yeah, everything be said in Florida. Uh, I just texted me, and he said, uh, put him down for South Carolina. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Yep, South Carolina. He wants Southie. Man, you I'm can't just I'm, 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 I'm a text Ike later. I'm a text Ike later on that one. I don't know about that one. Let me take the group chat. Let me take the group chat. Lying on his man. I'm, I'm, I'm only three behind. He picks Sakurada. Terrible liar. Watch them pull him in now. <laughs> All right. Another game that's, uh, I mean, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We like to spend a, bu- a bunch of time here at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, they look pretty Dude. unstoppable. Look at this, this line. All right, people in the chat, help me out. When was the last time this game was not on CBS? This is going to be on yeah, ESPN at 6 o'clock. Right. It's pretty right. bad. That's pretty bad. When was the last time this game was not on CBS? That's mm-hmm. just how my, that's how far LSU has fallen. Coach, oh, man. Oof, what a fall from glory in two years. Yikes. Yeah, that's the Chiswick treatment. I mean, that it's worse. The, that's worse. Chizik is at least was about football. He's bringing his girlfriends to practice. You know, he's just doing all kind of foolishness, man. I don't, I don't know. Yikes. I, 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 I'm on sick the road. of I think Alabama covers as well, too. I mean, the, the wheels are kind of falling off. I still like Max Johnson. Uh, Miles Brennan entered the transfer portal this week. Yeah, he said he's yeah. done. He said he's done. And I think yeah. that that is a direct result of Coach O being out. Nobody's going to want to have to deal with what's coming next. They are rumoring that Mel Tucker might actually be a candidate for this job. 
Uh, so we'll see what direction they decide to go with that. But uh, yeah, I'm picking mm. Bama. I think Bama covers too. I think this gets ugly. Honestly, yeah. I yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, I want to hit some Super Chats real quick. Stuart, Donald, appreciate He says he predicts Auburn 21-13 this weekend, but I don't know how confident I am. <laughs> Still suffering from GTS, GTSD. See what you did there. Um, we'll talk more about We'll talk, definitely talk more about this because it, what's so interesting is that I'm starting to have this renewed confidence in the fact that I think Auburn has a chance to win every game they play. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's improvement in year one under Harson. Mm-hmm. I've never, I didn't feel that way under Gus. Uh, Lawrence actually super chatted us, asked New Curtin Truesdale. I guess he was referring to uh, what we was talking about the Florida with Florida. Transfers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, they ran down there. Well, they got a chance to see the field, or at least one of them Man. did. I, I, saw mean, Tru- I think I saw Truesdale out there against Georgia. If you if you ran out of this program in the spring, and now Auburn's sitting, let's say Auburn wins this weekend, how do you feel as a player who transferred out of a program that immediately jumped in to the national conversation in year one? Are you regretting it? Well, didn't that what somebody you- said? Well, yeah, like, I oh, mean, yeah. Well, like, oh, like yeah. they just jumped ship like we were going to go down. And people forgot that this was still a really talented team. If we give Gus credit for anything, he did recruit. Yeah. He did recruit. Now, Harson has to get credit for the guys that he went out and brought in. Right. Mm-hmm. And the coach went out. Well. Tony Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and let's, let's, let's be real. If not for the addition of TJ Finley, we would be sitting here at five and three instead of six and two. Oh, it might be worse because I don't know if I don't know if Bo gets the bump. Um, if y'all follow us on Twitter, I'm I'm controlling that handle most of the time. Mm-hmm. And the credit before somebody put made a graphic before the benching and after the benching, and the market improvement in Bo Nix's numbers downfield under pressure, mm-hmm. all metrics going sky high since he was benched, and we knew that that would have never happened under Gus. If if TJ Finley had a reason to go anywhere, it wouldn't have been here. I don't think he wanted to play in a system that wasn't going to prepare him for the NFL because he's that confident in himself. We weren't going to be taken seriously. Um, Gus wasn't all of a sudden going to learn how to actually develop a quarterback. He hadn't done it in eight years. It got mm-hmm. done here, not just on the field, not just X's and O's, but the motivation. He gave Bo Nix exactly what he needed to start becoming a better quarterback physically and mentally. And right. there's no way that TJ Finley going somewhere else that we get the same result here if somebody wasn't behind Bo to push him. So I, it wouldn't just be Georgia State. It would have been, I don't think we were yeah, on this trajectory. Yeah, let's give Harson credit for bringing him in, if only for that one quarter. If that's his, if that is his, 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 his legacy in Auburn history, mm-hmm. he came in for, for a quarter in two minutes and saved us from a loss to Georgia State and a season where we ultimately come back and make it to the SEC championship game. You got to give Harson credit for that, man. He went out and got him a backup quarterback that could come in there and do that. So I don't want to underscore how well Bo is playing or or, or under under my how Bo is playing great. But this is a different feeling on this season if we lose that game. That's all I'm saying. So give Harson credit. Lawrence also mentioned DJ Williams, Mark Anthony Richards. (laughs) UCF. And the, he's DJ not, Williams Mark with Anthony the, Richards. Williams went to FSU, playing. right? 
He did, and they're doing terrible. Mark mm-hmm. Anthony Richards isn't even playing. The only person who's left our program and actually went to what you can argue is greener pastures was, well, a joiner. Mm. He went to Michigan State. And they're doing good right they're now. They're doing pretty good. Oh, but that was the year um, before that. Granted, he's behind this amazing running back who shares the last same last name as me, no relation, but <laughs> he's up in Michigan State, and they're doing well. Thanks. He's Thanks. about the only transfer I know who's doing well who left Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Walt says hashtag Iron Bowl at night start the movement. <laughs> we might begin it. We might begin the night Iron Bowl this year. Yeah, well, you know, if, if we keep on our trajectory, they're gonna put us in the afternoon slot. The, uh, the CBS slot, yeah, yeah, Which, I would think yeah. so. CBS, I would think so. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with the War Report, and you've been listening to the War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there. Facts and all, the weekend tailgate, our player interview series, building rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, man. So, guys, let's get back into these predictions, shall we? The next game up is Liberty. Mike is cheesing. Why are you cheesing, Mike? How you feel about this one? What you think? Oh, uh, we get to see Malik Willis against SEC competition. Mm-hmm. We get yeah. to see this. You're talking about a potential first round pick in Malik Willis. Uh, pro football focus is really high on him. Now, we all know, famously, he left our program so that our current quarterback could take the starting job. And when these kids leave our program, I still want to see them do well. I hope that it's the right decision for them. He talked a little bit about how he didn't take the job seriously when he was here. Uh, Now, it's big of him to take the blame on that. I put a lot of of the attitudes on coaching. But, however... It's going to be interesting to see him against SEC competition. I think that they don't have to win, but he can really make a statement about his draftability in this game against other potential draft picks. Now, Ole Miss is a little depleted. So could Malik Willis come in here and just have a Heisman moment against, not that he's going to win the Heisman, but you you understand the type of game mm-hmm. that have a Heisman moment against Ole Miss? I'm tempted. This line isn't crazy. It's it's not. It's perfect, actually. Yeah, this, this is, is a, prom- this, this is a dangerous game. Yeah, this is a tempting. Miss. They're tempting you to take liberty in the points. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is a man. dangerous what do, game. What do I think? Miss. What do I think here? Right. And and uh, I'm gonna pick Ole Miss, but I'm gonna tell you, I will not be upset to be wrong about this one. You know, I picked Georgia last week, so I can't do anything crazy this week. Uh, you picked, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you picked Florida could, over Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, yeah, I could have, could have made up a game. I could have been four and zero if I just did not go out on a limb there. But I'm going to pick Ole Miss in this one. I'll be watching. I'm going to watch this game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun one to watch. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Ole Miss as well. This is gonna be a tight one, though. I think it's gonna be tighter than than we would expect. Um, Something tells me Hugh Freeze is really going to get up for this game. Yeah, I mean, those guys yeah, really. something man. tells me Hugh yeah, Freeze man. really mm-hmm. wants this. Oh, this is, dude, this is. Ooh, it's going to have to be all offense, but man, yeah. yeah, this game could be all offense. 
Be what a be what a what do you think? I'm sitting here trying to look up these team stats for Liberty because we know that Ole Miss can rush the ball. They just couldn't rush it against us. Mm-hmm. But Liberty is giving up 133 yards per game on the season rushing, which is not bad. And they played a couple of FBS schools. Um, excuse me, a couple of Power Five schools. They're only giving up 17.6 points per game. Wow. 317 yards per game? <laughs> and then we just gave them a great blueprint on how to defend. I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. Oh, man. Uh, Big Blue just said, uh, Ike just texted in a Liberty Shout out, Big Blue. He did. He did text oh, in. Here's, so here's the thing. We know how, we know that they're beat up. I, w- I want to know now, because I didn't check before the show, what the scouting report says on Ole Miss right now. Who's practicing? Who's not? You know what I'm saying? Is is Corral out there with the, with the cast on? Is, has he been on the sideline? Has the other guy been running with the ones? Oh, man. Ooh, okay. Lane Kiffin. I'm, I, you know what? I am going to finally Let's be put clear. some faith. Corral's going to have some good drugs in him. He's going to be ready to go. I think so. Because now you can't, again, I'm, I'm thinking, what happens if Lane Kiffin loses not only embarrassingly to Alabama, definitively to us, but then loses to Liberty the next week? I can't imagine a world where that happens. I don't think we need. I think we need uh, Ole Miss to be. Yeah, Liberty. yeah, because everybody's already I think crying about all their injuries. Be, yeah. Only reason we beat them is because they were they were so depleted. Right. And I'm I'm like strength and conditioning. Don't that's don't like you still, but you still got to win. Like yeah. what if we lose? Then what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, it's not our fault. They they didn't get their weight up in the off season. That's that's part of it. Game eight, game nine, week ten, wherever we're at. Right. And you and, and other teams are getting injured, and we're getting healthier. Yeah, don't y'all think some of the shine starts to come off of Lane Kiffin if he loses this game? Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, it low key is already starting to lose his shine the way he's been going for it on fourth and not converting. Yeah, yeah but you could chalk that up to analytics, right? Even though I I agree that it's a bad decision. <laughs> And as the coach, you make that decision. It's a bad decision. But he's got a guy back there to blame. That's why that guy's back there. We think it's because he's telling Lane the information. No, it's just like, listen, man, I need a face back here to be the face of my failure because I don't want people to blame me for it. So you was a long face at times in that game, too. Yeah, it was. Mm. A confused-looking face. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to take Ole Miss, man. I'm going to take Ole Miss because the alternative to, to Ole Miss winning is that Lane Kiffin starts to turn back into a pumpkin right when a bunch of big jobs are opening up. And I don't think I don't think he's gonna let that happen. Yeah. If nothing else, he is going to preserve his market value because Lane Kiffin is a smart man. He might not be the okay. best coach, but he's a smart dude. So I'm gonna take okay. Ole Miss to win. Okay, Mike's got Ole Miss. Yeah, I got Ole Miss. Yeah, I got Ole Miss. Don't let me down. <laughs> That's gonna be an interesting game. Another interesting game is Tennessee, which is a pick'em game at oh. Kentucky. Now, the Football Power Index is liking Tennessee here. As am I. They're liking Tennessee. Now, I got off the Kentucky train last week. Yeah, you did. And they ended up losing to Mississippi State. I picked Mississippi State. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 
Kentucky gets further exposed this week, and I'm going Tennessee. I love what Josh Heupel is doing. I really do. At the beginning of the season, to me, after the first few games, even when they weren't starting Hendon Hooker, something looked different about the system that they were running to me. I liked what I saw with their passing game. I just thought, I was like, hmm, this looks like a, a different look, Tennessee. It took them some games to put it together, but they've been competitive, man. I agree. And, and losing to Mississippi State is not a good look for Kentucky. I think Tennessee can be competitive in this one. I like them. I like Tennessee by field goal as time expires. Listen, I thought hmm. Tennessee. You're going to use that one for the first time this season? Yeah, yeah. That's right. it. It, happens. it happens every year. <laughs> it happens every year. All right. You just got to find the right game for it. You got to pick the mm-hmm. right game. Okay. This is it. So this, this is, this is, this is game. Listen, listen. Right. I thought Tennessee had what it, what it took to actually knock off Ole Miss several weeks back. And they were in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're um, trending up. Yeah, Kentucky's on a losing streak, licking their wounds. They back home. I'm not sure if they turned the ball over as much as they did against Mississippi State. I'm not sure if they got what it takes to stop Tennessee. I think I'm going to go Tennessee here as well. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Tennessee as well. Ooh, I want to go Tennessee as well. This nope. is such. This nope. is truly a pick don't, game. Don't be fooled by that little number out out beside Kentucky. <laughs> it's easy to see that. I know AC. that. It's I know low. that. But you got to think Kentucky got to stop the bleeding at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Who you got, B? Kentucky hurt me last week. They hurt me last week, man. Before the day started. Early that morning, I was putting together the betting with B Will picks on Twitter at 10 a.m. and I put together a little line of my a little uh, parlay of my own. Mm-hmm. I had fifty dollars for Michigan State to cover, for Vanderbilt to cover, for Georgia to cover, for Auburn to cover, and for Kentucky to cover. Would have turned my fifty bucks into about thirteen hundred bucks. Kentucky did not cover. I was sad. I'm still kind of sad about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm, what it do, though? What it do? They turned the ball over four times, including three picks from the QB and a lost fumble. Turning the ball over four times, they only gave up 31 points. I want you to think about this. As much as Leach chucks the ball around, you scored 31 points. We scored 31 points, and we basically punted for an entire half last week against Ole Miss. So that lets you know what the feast and famine has to be when you're getting the ball that much. Our defense gave us the ball repeatedly in the second half against Ole Miss, and we found a way to stall drives out. Their defense kept them in the game. They're going to be at home now. Their defense plays better at home. Kentucky is a rah-rah momentum type team but those turnovers are not exclusive to away they turned the ball over a jillion times against chattanooga and won by a touchdown but there's something about a team doing it and knowing that they gave the game away and i think they overcorrect this weekend i am not on the kentucky bandwagon anymore as a team i think that kind of uh that uncle mo is not on the sideline no more Mm. but I do think they win this. Being back at home is a big reason why. I think they're a much better home team. So, 
I say Kentucky wins this game. Y'all, y'all closing in on me, man. I, I picked Vanderbilt. I, I picked Vanderbilt last week. It burned me. So I'm only three ahead to see, but I think Kentucky wins this, man. Gonna be two after this week, sir. <laughs> we will see. Speaking of Mississippi State, they go on the road against Arkansas. Another intriguing matchup here. Mm. Should we be fooled by this ranking here? Mm. Oh, I'm leaning Arkansas here. Oh. I'm leaning Arkansas. As much as I want Mississippi State to pull this one out, listen, I will say this about Mississippi State. They have the third-ranked rush defense in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, I guess they do, yeah. They're pretty good against the run. Tie for second. So, what does Arkansas like to do? Run the ball. They like to run it. But they also got a bye. Yeah, but Mississippi State also played a bunch of terrible running teams as well, too. Well, they played Kentucky last week, and they're, they were a pretty good running team, but they were giving the ball. Yeah. So. I mean, Vandy, La Tech, NC State, Memphis, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I, I don't know if that's for real. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm not going, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Arky here. I'm going to go Arky here. Yeah, I'm definitely taking Mississippi State. Hmm. I'm gonna go Arky. They're trending up. I like Arkansas. They're definitely, they're definitely trending up. But Arkansas well, they is they're, they're trending up. Still a Arkansas is still a very dangerous team. Yeah, I like Arkansas, and it's not because I, this is a this is a pick'em. If there is anything, this yeah. is a pick'em. This is the most pick'em pick'em of the year to me. Yeah, yeah. I like it. because like you it. have no this idea. Is a dangerous game for us. who knows how state. Arkansas is recovering after losing three straight. Having a little cupcake game and then they got to buy. So we really don't know what their mental mind state is. Physically, are they healthy? Yeah, I'm gonna pick Arkansas just because I, I do think Sam Pittman's a good coach and he will be able to rally the troops for this one. At least for this one coming off the buy. So Arkansas. I think okay. that defense too is built for what Mississippi State likes to do. They like to play three down linemen and, and guys playing in the. Yeah, I like Arkansas. I like yeah. Arkansas. I think Barry Odom has a good game plan for what for what they do. So we'll see. We'll see.